Welcome to the Social Dallas Podcast. Today you'll hear an uplifting message. Our hope is that your relationship with God would flourish like never before. Happy Sunday, Social Fam. Welcome to Social at Home. Hey, today is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be good. This is me and my boo, tag team preaching. And uh, we've been in a series. First of all, let me say thank you for watching. Wherever you are watching this from, whoever you're watching this with, we want to say thank you. You are a part of the social fam. And you picked a good day to tune in to Social at Home because we've been in a series called... Can we talk for a minute? Come on, shout out Tevin Campbell. Or some of y'all younger people are like, can we just talk? Can we just... But we've been talking all things relationships, all things relationships. And so just to give you a little review, week one, I kicked off the series with a message entitled Picture Perfect. It was amazing. Thank you, babe. Thank you. What I was trying to say in that relationship is that we cannot get our picture of what a relationship is, a healthy relationship is, from the culture. We really have to get to God's Word. God created us. He created relationships. And so we have to look to God's Word to get the picture of what relationships are supposed to look like. And a lot of times, the picture, especially on the gram that we post, is not the reality of our relationships because it's easier to post something that looks good rather than do the work to actually make the relationship good. We've been saying this whole series, great relationships take work, W-O-R-K. It will not happen naturally. You have to work to have good relationships. That was week one. And then week two, last Sunday, you preached. It was so good. And you talked about... I talked about getting your mind right because every healthy relationship starts with a healthy mind. I think a lot of people are always wanting to figure out getting the answers um, to how to have healthy relationships, but it starts with me. It starts with your mind, right? Absolutely. Get your mind right. That was so good. But this is week three, so get ready. This is going to be the best of the entire series. In fact, I want you to get your iPad, get your phone, get your pen and paper, whatever you got. Get your typewriter if you still have one. One. Whatever you have to do, it's going to be very practical. Yeah. I want you to take notes because this is going to be the best one of the entire series. We already have the title of today's message. Are you ready? You ready? Here we go. The title of week three, and can we talk? Title of this message is Watch, Watch Your, your mouth. mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch your Watch mouth. Your, Watch your mouth. Okay. Watch your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Because this whole series, it really rests on communication. You cannot have a relationship without communication. That's why I think this is going to be the most important message in the entire series because communication is the currency of relationships. Communication is everything. If you don't have good communication, you do not have a relationship. I think it's funny that even when you look at couples who are smitten, who are in love, before you even say that they're dating or before you say that they're engaged or they're married, you often say, hey, you know so-and-so and so-and-so are are talking. We literally define the relationship by communication. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, how to communicate. If you're going to communicate well in any relationship, you better watch your mouth. You better watch your mouth. How nervous are you about this? Because this is our first time really We've never done this before. Ever. Ever. (laughs) So in many ways, I feel like this is a picture of communication in relationships. Because it'd be one thing if I was preaching by myself, I could just go with the flow, say what I want. It'd be one thing if you were preaching by yourself, 
but the fact that we're doing this together, mm -hmm. we've got to flow together. First time. First time. There's got to be giving. You're welcome, everybody. You are welcome, y'all. Yes. There's got to be giving. There's got to be taken. What did you tell me just before we came out here? I said, you better not set me up for failure, okay? <laughs> don't pitch don't pitch nothing to me, okay? <laughs> that was a threat. She said, don't you set me up for nothing. I don't know what to say about. Yes. And uh, so there has to be trust, because I would never set you up to Humility. Fail. Yes, there has to be humility. So in many ways, this whole conversation is going to be a picture, just kind of a yeah. microcosm of what it's like to communicate in relationships, and it's going to be so good. So I want to jump straight to the Word of God. So I want you to get your Bibles. Go with me to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, and we're going to look at verses 17 through 22. By the way, uh, Proverbs is a book about wisdom, about understanding. And uh, I love the whole chapter uh, 18 of Proverbs, but especially these verses. This is like a goldmine for relationships, but let's start at verse number 17. It says, the first to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. That's good. <laughs> Pause. Just that first verse we could preach on. Because we, we often say that there's three sides to every story. Anytime there's a conflict, there's their side, the other person's side, and then the truth. The truth, And yeah. then somebody is closer to the truth. And sometimes they're both wrong. So I love how this proverb starts off. Verse 18 says, flipping a coin can end arguments. It settles disputes between powerful opponents. Mm -hmm. An offended friend is harder to win back wow. than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Wise words, listen to this, wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. Verse 21, this is going to be a powerful verse as we look at this today. It says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Then verse 22, I, I can't read verse 22. Listen, I can read it. You can. <laughs> so the man... Not the boy. Hey. Okay, not the boy. <laughs> Come on. The man who finds a wife. Where are my ladies at? Hey. <laughs> finds a treasure and he receives favor. You're welcome. Yes, thank from you. From the Lord. Come on, you are the favor of God on my life. I love that. We could do a whole message just on that verse 22. The man who finds a wife, not the woman who stalks, man. but Amen. the man who finds a wife, finds a good thing. Mm -hmm. But I really want to focus in on our words and the power of communication. What I love about the book of Proverbs is that Proverbs is not necessarily a book of promises. It's a book of principles. And there are principles in relationships, that if you implement those principles, it will revolutionize your relationship. Hear me today. I love this message today because whether you are saved or whether you are atheist or agnostic, I'm telling you, if you actually implemented the principles that we're going to talk about today, you can have a healthy yeah. relationship. There are certain principles that if you just get the principle, it's going to help your relationship. And I love that the book of Proverbs has principles. And here's the principle. I'm going to give you the message right at the top. Every good relationship, yeah. every good marriage has good words. So good. Every single relationship that is healthy has good words. Conversely, every bad relationship, every bad marriage yeah. has bad words. So true. Or just no communication at all. Mm -hmm. It is impossible for a couple to have a good relationship and not have good words. Your relationship will never transcend mm -hmm. the quality of your words. So good. That is the principle that you have to understand. And I love it because if you really think about it, nobody's changed 
for the good by negative words. Wow. Come on, good. we're big in our house about not being negative. Mm -hmm. You talked about it last week, how mm -hmm. most of the thoughts in our mind are negative yeah. or repetitive. Mm -hmm. And nobody's ever changed uh, by negative words for the good. Yeah. No, nobody, no couple's ever gotten into a fight. And after the fight said, you know what? When you called me a loser and a that scumbag really last yeah. night, <laughs> it really made me want to change. Yeah. You never change by negative words. We're drawn to when people speak positively yeah. and they tell us who we can be. Um, that's the power of words. So and so uh, biblically, if you want to look at the word of God, think about Genesis. God created the world with words. Mm -hmm. He didn't blink the world into existence. He didn't clap the world into existence. He said, let there be. And everything he said came into existence. Hear me. You will create the world around you by wow. the words that come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. Some of you don't even realize it right now. The relationships that you have, the world of your relationships are direct results of the words that wow. are coming out of your mouth. John chapter one, it says in the beginning was the, the word. It was the word. Everything starts with words. I love that, especially as it relates to theology. In the beginning was the word. But think about relationships, like in the beginning of relationship words. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody starts off with like bad words in relationship. You start off talking about, girl, you fine. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I saw you working at Express. Listen. Uh, at North Park Mall. I was <laughs> like, oh, that smile. I talked about your laugh, you know, and no couple starts off in the beginning saying, I want to get a divorce. Wow. Yeah. You know, isn't it funny the couples that you see so in love can also end up hating each other, can't be in the same room. Yeah. But if you go back to the beginning, it started off with good words. And so before we even jump into this, and we're going to have some practical points, I think it's healthy to start by the fact that you got to understand that there's no such thing as a wasted word. Mm -hmm. Words are powerful. Yeah, so um, in Matthew chapter 12, it says that on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word wow. they spoke. Think about that. That's what scares me, is that one day we will give an account for every single word that came out of our mouth. There's no such thing as a wasted word. Yeah. I think about people who have been abused, sometimes physically, um, sometimes sexually, um, but perhaps even the greatest abuse could be verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. Because when you speak a word, a bruise will heal. Mm -hmm. But when you speak a word, sometimes that word will ring in my head and in my yeah. life long after you're gone. Mm -hmm. And so before we even talk about communication in any relationship, We've got to understand that our words matter. Wow, yeah. You know, words are like missiles and you can either destroy or words can be healing. Yeah. And you can bring life. That's what that text says. It says the power of life and death is in the tongue. That's so good. You know, right now our nation, um, really the world is looking at what's happening in Ukraine and Russia and the missiles and the bombs that were sent. I wish people could see words mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. When you speak negative words, when you say things to people, those words can cause so much damage, but we want to have good relationships and start letting our words bring healing, bring hope, and bring life. So we got to watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. You got to watch your mouth. So today we're going to give five things, right, babe? Yes, we're going to do five things. So get your notepads out for the notepads. note takers. Come yes. On. And we're going to spell out mouth. M-O-U-T-H. Yes. Five things today to watch your mouth. Mouth, okay? And it's each one of the points is going to start with that later. So go ahead and write out mouth, M-O-U-T-H. And we're going to go through each one of these. And uh, before we even jump into it, there's something behind this table. I love this setup, this beautiful... Classy charcuterie. Charcuterie. You call it charcuterie. I call it expensive Lunchables. Yes. 
And this without is nice. Without the Oreos. Without, without, without the, the Oreos. Oreos. And I love it because this is like kind of where on a date we got that vibe. But there's something behind this table that you don't see. There's something behind this table. You know, if we're going to preach, we got to give you an illustration. Behind this table, something Ooh. you don't see Ooh. are some... Ooh. See, I set this up. I set this up. We got some baggage. baggage. And I, lo- <laughs> I love it. A little bit heavier. <laughs> Yours is heavier. A little bit heavier. Because you got more baggage than I got. Mm. And I wanted to give this illustration because I think that's how relationships are. <laughs> you just kind of slid right past that. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? By the way, this will be a good message if our marriage survives yes. us preaching we're together. Surviving. No, we're going to be good. But I love it because we have this whole date here. But we don't understand that there is baggage that all of us carry mm-hmm. that affects our communication and we're going to pull some stuff out of this bag, and it's going to help us illustrate each one of these points that are going to help us communicate better, okay? Before we start pulling it out, I love this setup. This is nice, but this table has got to be cleared. I need some space for my illustrations. Where, where's the waiter <laughs> at this restaurant? I need this stuff off the table. You know, sometimes you got to do stuff yourself, so hold on. Here we go. There we go. Wow. See how I did that? Come on, making things happen. I need some space. And so before we jump into this, like I said before, there's baggage. Mm -hmm. And we got to understand what we carry and what we bring into the relationship. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to get the first M. I'm going to give you that because the first M is models. Oh, my gosh. Everybody say models. 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 And I want us to bring some models. You didn't know we were playing with Barbies today. Because all of us in every single <laughs> person's life, whether you realize it or not, you had models, role models, people that taught you how to do relationships. All of us have models. Right there. Ooh, these are my oh, models. Lord. Those are your models. Yes. Shout out to the Barbie people for having some representation. Listen. Hello. It is Black History Month. <laughs> There's a time in the season you couldn't even have this. You know what I'm saying? We just got black band-aids, too. And now we got black Barbies, too. So I'm thankful <laughs> for the representation. And while we're, while we're on that topic, I think we ought to talk about this because perhaps one of the biggest questions that we get as a couple yeah. is interracial dating, which is worth having a conversation about, too. And I love when we get questions about that because I think behind the question is this idea that there's something different that you face as an interracial couple that other couples don't face. Yeah. And I think there is some truth to that, perhaps because of the climate of America and the history of this nation. But it's also funny to me because you have to understand that whether you are the same race yeah. every, or not, every single person is going to have a challenge in communication yes. because your family culture mm-hmm. and the models, by the way, these are my parents. Ooh, this is her family. Right over here. Shout out Robert Madu Sr., Evelyn Madu. This is you right here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Nigerian, this is my father here. Whether you realize it or not, the biggest impact on how you communicate mm-hmm. are the role models, M, the models that were in your life. You say, well, I never had a father. That's affecting how you communicate. You say, well, I was raised by my grandparents. Their relationship affected how you see relationships. All of us had models for how to communicate that we can't escape. We were born with it. When you're a kid, your brain is a recorder and you're recording conflict resolution. You're recording communication. And some of us don't even realize we are repeating 
the very same thing wow. that we saw growing up as a kid. Sometimes we didn't realize we were recording it subconsciously. So you got to start by addressing the models, the models in your life. How did the relationships that you saw growing up, how did they communicate? Like, for instance, you were raised differently than I was raised. This is your family. Why don't you explain? <laughs> this is my family tree. <laughs> Come yes, on. I grew up, and uh, my upbringing looked quite differently than yours. Yeah, yeah. So I have an incredible family, but at age seven, my parents divorced. And uh, from there, I believe that my life flipped upside down. Mm. I would say that I went from this picture-perfect family to then all of a sudden, um, I guess, I like to call it the Jerry Springer show for those who remember <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. Yes. So what's crazy is that we love Jesus, yeah. actually a ministry family who love Jesus in church, Sunday morning, Sunday night at Bible studies, all the things. And yet our home life was dysfunctional. Once again, incredible family, but the enemy was attacking our family. And the way that we responded to conflict was by screaming, yelling, fighting. I mean, I believe that there was probably cop cars at our house weekly. Yeah. <laughs> also was in and out of courtrooms. Uh, we laugh about it now because we, we're on the other side of it, right? Yeah, we're in amazing, the middle yeah. of it. Um, it was the fight of our lives. But as a seven, eight, nine, ten, and up, um, being that, that age, it was shaping my mind and how I, you know, viewed how to resolve conflict. Yeah. So you would offend me, um, I would explode, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And so I remember, I'll never forget that um, it's about to get real, real. Get uh, real but real. I was, I had, you know, moved away, living in Dallas. And I ended up one day getting, I was in like, had a best friend, right? And we argued and it was an, an intense moment. And I ended up maybe, possibly, <laughs> potentially getting in a fist fight. Yes. I know, right? Y'all are like, like y'all are a little shocked right now. We're going to get real, okay? <laughs> so she did something, and it got crazy, and I ended up physically fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Dating days. I can't see that. I can't see that. And, and I remember in that moment at 20 years old, it's the way I had always done things. Mm. But in that moment, I realized, wait, something has to change. Yeah. Because my behavior and my response to conflict, this is not normal. Yeah. And even if it is normal for some, it's not necessarily healthy. Right. So something has to change. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's so yes. good. And I think, you know, my, my family, my parents have been married, did not come from a perfect family at all. But that's what I want everybody to see is whether you had the extremity of fighting, every single person grew up with a context mm -hmm. for how you saw relationships play out. There's some families who would say, oh, I never saw fighting. It was peaceful. But the way your parents or the way the relationships you saw handle things was to not speak. Mm -hmm. and we talked about this before. It was the silent treatment. So nothing was ever addressed. And that's affected you. And so now when you communicate, you don't yell, you don't scream. But, man, you do something way worse. You internalize it and you don't say anything. Yeah. That was kind of my default. We even joke about it. You know, in my family, we love each other. We ride or die. But we are not the most affectionate family. It's like we love you, but we ain't going to be hugging you and kissing you all the time. That's and true, that was true. the context that I grew up with. And I'll never forget you telling me, hey, I would like to get a kiss and just a hug that's not trying to lead to something else. Just when was the last time you just held me? I'm like, for what? <laughs> but I didn't grow up yeah. with that affection. I knew I was loved, but all of us have models. That's what I want you to understand is that I don't care who you are. If you are living and breathing, you had a model that you saw that's affecting how you communicate. Mm -hmm. And what you have to do is identify that model, call it for what it is, 
And then through the power of the Holy Spirit and recognizing it, you have an opportunity, if you had a healthy model, to reflect that, or you can be a beautiful reaction. You can exactly. be the opposite of what you saw. So maybe your dad was the one who yelled and kicked and screamed. You don't have to be that. You can be somebody that actually speaks with wisdom and thinks before yeah. they speak. You have an opportunity to change the narrative mm -hmm. in your relationship and there's still hope. So it starts with the models. And here's why we wanna fight in a good way to make sure that we are communicating the right way. It's because of this right here. We have yeah. three little Remy. humans. You take Remy. <laughs> Rim, Rim. Look at Bubba looking Puerto Rican. Listen. <laughs> looking like little Ricky from the I Love Lucy show. Shout out, I Love Lucy. We have three little humans that are watching us. Yep. This is how generational curses or blessings mm -hmm. can happen in a family line is our kids are watching how we handle conflict. Mm -hmm. They're watching how I speak to Taylor. They're watching how you speak to me. For the sake of our children, we have got to make sure that we are healthy models. Mm -hmm. So it starts with models. Starts with models. Everybody say models. 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 Now let's go to the O. Let's go to the O. Let's clear the table. Let's go to the O. And this O is a big one. This O is a big one. O, offenses. Woo! Have I ever offended you in our marriage? You know, <laughs> you just—you're just like perfect. You know. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, offenses. I love this verse in Luke 17. It says, "This is Jesus talking." It says, "Then he said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come.' In other words, it's one of my favorite verses because Jesus is letting us know offenses are going." To happen. They're inevitable. They're inevitable yeah. No matter what. In every relationship, somebody is going to do something to offend you. If you are looking for a relationship where there are no offenses, it is impossible. Jesus said it right here. It is impossible that no offenses should come. Mm -hmm. But he says, woe to him through whom they do come. Mm -hmm. He says, offenses are inevitable, but don't you be the one that is purposefully trying to offend. But you're going to have offenses. You know, and I'm just thinking about some of the you know, little offenses, they could be big, they could be little. Generally in marriage and relationships, sometimes it starts little. You like little offenses like, I don't know, just for a random thing, like, you know, a couple or a wife, you know, who drinks water bottles mm. and like doesn't finish the water bottle, but like leaves like half drunken water bottles all over the house. You know, I'm just giving you some... Just, you just giving a few I'm examples. just giving a few offenses. Do you have any offenses? You know, I, if, you, if you got a problem with my water bottles, then drink the rest of them. Uh-huh, just drink them But all. I don't want your back Drink them. No, that's my you story. Know, that's, okay, there we go. No, uh, my offense would be... Let's see. Oh, um, you know, scary. just pick up your shoes, your tin pair Ooh, that you I'm left glad you said shoes. that I tripped I'm glad over you said at shoes. night <laughs> when I was going to the bathroom. Okay, uh -huh. okay, okay. But what about you know? If, let's just just random. Let's say you have a wife that doesn't want to drive, but is always telling Ooh. you how to drive. You missed that red light. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you wow. ran through that light. Why don't you drive faster? Why don't you drive slower? Be wow. careful. Don't be, you know, he's just telling you how to drive, but then don't want to drive. I'm just wow. saying, I'm just saying random. You don't random. pick up your stuff. <laughs> you don't random. pick up your shoes. 
Because when oh. I ask you to, so when I ask you to and you don't, that means you don't care about me. What about, what about, this is just <laughs> random, you know, a wife that wants to put up Christmas decorations in October, wants to put it up before December, and you're the one that has to climb all the way wow. up in the attic to the Grinch. get. I like to call that the Grinch. To get them. It's just you know, a negative lot thoughts, 80%. A different 80%. offenses. That come up. Do you have any other one? You know what? Um, you can't drive. So I'm just going to put you can't drive. <laughs> okay. Because we fall asleep at the wheel. Okay. All right. What about sometimes when you're on your phone and Snoring, I just really want you. you snore at night. You snore oh, at night. Oh, I do not snore. That you is snore. not true. That is not true. When did I, snore. When did I snore? You definitely snore. Oh, okay. and you don't pick up your stuff. <laughs> how many times have you put you don't pick up your stuff? Ooh, until you learn how to pick it up, Just okay? Little, until you learn how to pick it up. Little offenses okay. that Ooh. build up. Oh, you don't you don't unload the dishwasher either. That is true. Ooh, that is true. Ooh. I'm gonna put a I'll put, I'll put a brick to that. Ooh. I have not ever Ooh. unloaded the dishwasher. Ooh. And you, I need and to work you on watch that. me take out the trash. Woo! Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I, that's Jesus. Not, you watch me take out the trash and true. the recycle. Jesus. I take out the Jesus. trash. No, I don't know if you do. Almost day. Ooh, I don't know if you do. But this is Ooh. this is getting heavy. Oh yeah. One more. One more. What's, okay. what's the last one? What's Ooh, the you last don't one? pick up your stuff. <laughs> And okay. here's, here's what happens Ooh. with offenses. Mm. Offenses are inevitable. And it can start with little things. Obviously, we're being funny. But it can start with bigger things. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, it piles up. And now, not only is this table in jeopardy. Wow. Babe, I can't see you. Can't see you. I can't really know how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. You're on one side. I'm on the other side. It's a barrier. And how many marriages, how many relationships are just like this? Mm -hmm. Because we allowed little offenses to pile up. And because it started small and we held on to it, wow. now there's a wall and the intimacy is gone. The communication is gone. And now you're just roommates. How many relationships between a mother and a father how many relationships between father and son? Yeah. Relationships between co-workers because offenses built up and now there's a wall in the relationship mm -hmm. and it started with something that was so small and now it's become an entire wall. And here's what I love is that Jesus said offenses are inevitable. Yeah. You're going to have offenses, but how many of you know being offended is optional? Offenses are inevitable but being offended is optional. Mm -hmm. You're always gonna have offenses, but you have to make a decision to say, I'm not going to be offended. Yes, okay. Babe, how many people are so easily offended? And sometimes we're offended, I wanna see you for a second. We're offended in relationships because of our insecurity. Wow, yeah. Because of our pride, mm -hmm. because of different things on the inside, and now a wall is built up. If you're gonna have healthy communication, you've got to learn to live a life yeah. where you are unoffendable. So good. You're always going to have offenses, but you have to live your life to say, I'm not going to allow that offense to make me get offended. Mm -hmm. And even when the offenses come, let's have a conversation yes. about it rather than harboring it, rather than rehearsing so it and being quick to anger, which James talks about. He says, be slow to anger, be quick to listen, slow mm -hmm. to speak. We flip that verse. We are not quick to listen. We're fast to speak. And no wonder we get angry so mad. It's because we love 
to rehearse the offenses till yep. it becomes a wall. You've got to learn how to deal with offenses if you're going to have healthy communication. So what do we go to? Well, it sets us up for the you. Yep. So many people don't watch their mouth because they don't forgive. Wow. The you stands for unforgiveness and unhealed hurts. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is learning, help me babe, to take down the bricks, yeah. to say, I forgive you, to say, I'm sorry, <laughs> to stop being so defensive in your relationship. Ooh, it's really coming down. <laughs> to say, let the walls come down. Yes. This is what we want to happen in this series. We want yeah. walls and relationships to come down and it won't come down if you don't forgive, mm -hmm. if you don't deal with unhealed hurts. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful things in any relationship. And unforgiveness is one of the most damaging things yeah. in any relationship. Yeah. I love what Jesus says in Mark 11. You should read this, Mark 11, verse 24 through 25. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. That verse is crazy. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, if you want to freely receive the forgiveness I have for you, that I paid the price for, you gotta learn how to forgive first. And this is what makes our relationship with Jesus so different than any other relationship. And really why we as believers ought to have hope in relationships, because if we truly believe that we have a savior that held no offenses against us, that did not hold our sins against us, what right do we have to not forgive? Wow, yeah. To not forgive. We have to learn to forgive. Yeah. I love what you said about Joyce Meyer. You're telling me about Joyce Meyer who has an incredible ministry. And she just talked about her father, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Who for years. Her father who for years abused her. Um, and it, that's layered, right? Um, and she said that on his deathbed, mm. uh, he needed a caretaker. And she took him in and took care of him. Wow. And she said it wasn't easy. It was actually the hardest thing she had ever done. But she knew that God had called her to do that. Wow, yeah, yeah. And obviously that was her situation, her story, mm -hmm. and everybody has a different story, different yeah. journey, but nobody has a right to hold unforgiveness and bitterness towards somebody because bitterness is like a root mm -hmm. that'll spring up in your life and continue to grow and it'll continue to fester in your life. Unforgiveness will affect your health, mm -hmm. the medical world will tell you that people's health has been affected because they've been holding on to things yeah. for years that they've never let go. And I think sometimes we're waiting for a feeling to forgive, yep. but it's called forgive. Sometimes we're waiting for them to say, I'm sorry. Sometimes we're waiting for them to say, well, you, well, I, I know I was wrong. No, you have to forgive yeah. and you have to decide to do it before you ever get a response from them because forgiveness is not ultimately for them. It's more for you, yeah. It's for you, it's for you. And so, unforgiveness these down. and unhealed hurts. Wow. Unhealed hurts. Because we say all the time, hurting people. Hurt people. Hurt people. But healed people 
Wow, heal people. Heal people. And so whatever it is, whatever it is in your past, whatever it is that you've gone through, you've got to get to a place to say, the hurt is not an excuse for me to keep lashing out on people mm -hmm. and to have the wrong communication. I've got to find healing. Yeah. I've got to find healing. It's funny, social media is crazy. You can always tell somebody on social media that is not healed yeah. <laughs> because they are bleeding out on social media. And you can tell the difference between somebody that's speaking from a scar and speaking from a wound. Yeah, so true. When you're speaking from a scar, when you're speaking from a scar, healing has taken place and you can actually bring help to people, bring life to people. When you're speaking from a wound, all you're doing is bleeding on other people. It's not helping anybody. Yeah. It's poison. So, so if we're ever going to have healthy communication, we cannot function from unforgiveness and unhealed hurts. That's the you. And how appropriate that that's the you? Because it so starts good. with you. Mm -hmm. It starts with you. The T is what? Tell truth. them the T. The T is truth. Truth. Because the truth will set, set you us free. Free. Set you free. I love this scripture in Ephesians chapter 4. This is Paul talking, and he is talking to the church. He's talking to the church, and he says, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature, mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Mm, Instead, verse 15, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Because basically right. Paul is saying in that verse, grow up, mm -hmm. grow up. Think about how many marriages, how many relationships would be healed if people just implemented those two words right there. Yeah, so good. Grow up, grow up. Whenever you argue, if you ever argued sometimes, it's like you're arguing like little kids. But you said this, mm -hmm. but you said that. And ultimately, if we would grow up and get to the truth, mm -hmm. you know, what is the truth? The truth of what God says. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think about when you think about like the power of truth instead of the lie? Mm -hmm. Well... It's hard to explain. Um, it's hard to explain the truth until you walk in the truth. I know for me, like whenever I went to counseling, when I went to therapy from 19, um, people always tell me how, like, what is so good about therapy? What is so good with sitting across the table from a therapist, a, a counselor? And I was like, I don't know how to explain it other than I went in and as we begin to talk about my life and peel back the layers of my heart, the dark places, the lies that I had believed, I believed so many lies that were planted in my life at a young, seven years old, 10 years old, from the dysfunction of my upbringing or whatever. And I believed those lies. I didn't even know those lies were there. They were almost masked and hidden mm. deep inside of me. But as I began to talk about those things and she took me on the journey, she would take the lies, reveal, expose it. So the light of God, right, yeah. exposing the darkness. And then she would replace it with the truth. And I remember the day that she looked um, at me across the table and said, uh, you're good. Like, I release you. Obviously, you can come in for check it, you know, checkups. Yeah. But... I think you're, you're good. You're whole. And I was like, I'm whole. What? You know? Um, but I remember walking out that day and it was like slowly, but surely as God, the light of God, he invaded the darkness, the truth of God, 
all of a sudden, before I knew it, I was set free. And so I walked out and just asked you to replace it with the truth. Someone else speaking into those lies, replacing with truth, uh, I was free. Yeah. And so that is what truth does. I don't think it happens. Sometimes it happens in a moment, but sometimes I think it's a day by day Absolutely. of renewing your mind. Yeah. Right. And allowing people in the space to speak that truth into your life. Yeah. I think that's why it's also important to talk about and to communicate because sometimes we, um, we hold things in and the things that we're holding in our lives. But when you have someone else, you speak it out and you talk about it, you communicate, then there's someone else that can fight that battle for you and declare the truth of God over you. And literally it sets you free. I love it. So when I think about truth, that's what I think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the power of God's word is that Mm -hmm. it is truth. Mm -hmm. And Satan, all he ever speaks is lies. And I think about how many relationships, the reason that they're falling apart is because of the lies of the enemy that he keeps whispering in the ears. Mm -hmm of different people, lies over the person that you're in love with, lies that they'll never change, uh, lies that they never loved you, just all these lies that keep coming in that are breaking marriages apart. And I want to encourage somebody that's literally watching this right now, start speaking the truth of God's word in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't see it, start speaking the truth, start dismantling all the lies Um, Don't give voice to the lie. The enemy is the father of lies. Start declaring the truth. I would also say live in a place of truth Mm -hmm. in your relationship. You can't have intimacy if there's secrets. Yeah, so good. There cannot be secrets in a covenant, in a relationship. There's got to be an openness. There's got to be transparency. And we've talked about that all the time, our journey um, of saying, hey, we want to live transparent. Can we get real practical? If you're in a marriage, if you're looking to date somebody, well, more so, especially marriage, you need access to all their social media, mm-hmm. okay? Anybody sliding in Taylor Madu's DMs, DMs is sliding in our DMs yeah. because I have access. Anybody sliding in my DMs is sliding in her DMs because yeah. she has access to all of my social media. There are no secrets. Yeah, there so has good. to be open transparency so that they can actually be truth and true intimacy. And so I want to challenge maybe somebody watching this right now to say, you know what? We've got to have no secrets, Mm -hmm. especially if you're married, no secrets. We got to operate from a place of truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Yeah. You know, truth is the pill that we want everybody else to swallow, but we don't want to swallow ourselves. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the truth hurts, but even the hurting in the truth can bring healing. And that's why I love that verse in Ephesians says, speak the truth in love. Because somebody's watching this right now and they're like, hey, I've been telling them the truth, yeah. I've been, <laughs> but are you truth. saying it in love? The Apostle Paul says, speak the truth in love. And I think if you're gonna speak the truth in love, you gotta have the right tone. Mm-hmm. You gotta have the right tone and you gotta know the right timing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just the wrong timing and the wrong tone. Yeah. So I can't even hear your truth because you had the wrong timing and the wrong tone. Well, and also like watch your action, like what I've had to do when I get upset at you. Um, and I'm, and I say you make me upset, you offend me, or you do something that I don't like, right? I found myself um, accusing mm. and, and going off. And I think, who, who, is, the, who is the accuser? Is mm. God the accuser? No, the enemy is the accuser. Wow, yeah. And so often I have to remind myself, like, this action, like, who actually um, does this represent in the Word of God? Yeah. You know, is this the defender or is this the accuser? Yeah. And so I have to get myself together, invite the Holy Spirit into my life, into my mouth, 
into my heart, into my mind, right? And I never want to operate from that place of I'm accusing you wow. because that's actually with the enemy. I'm participating with the enemy, yeah, yeah. you know? And okay. I always want to carry the characteristics of Jesus. Right. And accusing is not that. Right. Absolutely. So that's that's to come and echo what you're saying with uh, speaking the truth in love. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I think it's powerful to speak. Speak into relationships. Speak to who you want them to be. Yes. Speak to who you see them becoming. Mm-hmm. I see you like this. Nobody wants to hear again who they are right now or how terrible they are. Yeah. But if you will speak life, the power of life and death is in your tongue. Speak to who you want that spouse to be. And uh, it's going to transform your relationships. Oh, we could talk more about this, but let's get to the final letter, the H. Help. Help. Help, Lord. (laughs) Help, Lord. I love it because that's what really is the goal of this series. This whole series, Can We Talk, is to bring help to relationships. And can I give hope to just somebody who is completely given up on any relationship? Can you get to the place where you say, God, help. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the helper. Mm -hmm. He will help you. How many times have we had in our marriage moments where you've tried to say something to me about something to change? I've tried to say something to you and it seems like we're keep hitting a wall, but then when we will go and we will pray, then God will reveal Mm -hmm. something in a much better way than we could have ever said ourselves, the Holy Spirit, hear me, is a much better speaker than us sometimes. Yeah, so good. And if you'll just reach out to God and say, help, help me be the husband that you've called me to be. Help me be the daughter you've called me to be. Help me be the mother you've called me to be. Give me help. Give me the words to say. If you will ask for help, hear me, God will give you help through the comforter. Here's what I love. Humility will ask for help because I think the biggest thing that kills relationships is pride. So many people are losing their relationships because they want to hold on to their pride. Pride says, I'm good. No, they need to change. Forget her. But humility says, help me. Help me. Sometimes you got to grab your spouse by the hand and say, help me love you the way you need to be loved. Help me communicate better. And then cry out to God and say, help and have the humility to do it. And that's what I pray that this series will do. This is only week three mm-hmm. of six weeks. We're going to get more into it. We're going to get more into all the different facets of relationship. But I'm praying that help will come yes. through our words, through two people who are about to be 10 years married, yes. but are still in the process, mm-hmm. not perfect, yeah. but still crying out to God to say help. Still looking at each other and say, help. Help me love you better. Help me communicate better. And uh, if you'll posture yourself with those principles, mouth, watch your mouth. What was the M? Model. Model. You got to be aware of your models. models. All of us have models. What was that O? Offenses. Yes. We're always going to have offenses, but we can choose to not be offended. You, you got to deal with uh, unforgiveness and unhealed hurts. Unhealed hurts. So great. T, we want to operate from the truth not the lie. God is truth. And then H. Hell. As for hell. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what we pray today's message did. I want to give some resources. You did this so good last week. Practical resources because relationships take work. They take work. And some of you, you've got to get some resources 
that will help you. Yes, the Word of God is good, but get all the resources you can. So I want to mention these books until we write our book. Yes. On relationships. Yes. We should call it like Love in Black and White or something. What Ooh, should we title it? Ooh. That's good. You know, yeah. it just came to me. I don't know. Uh, but here's some books that I love uh, just on, the, on relationships. Uh, one is The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. Powerful book. Another book, book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Because it's Chapman. important to know your spouse's love spouse's language. Spouse's love language. Yes. That will help in communication. Yes. That is like a bestseller written years ago, but it's still a classic. Mm -hmm. uh, another book is The Four Laws of Love by Jimmy Evans. Jimmy Evans. Powerful oh, amazing. book. Amazing. I love him. In fact, Jimmy Evans has a ministry called Marriage Today and conferences like EXO Conference, mm -hmm. uh, which we've had the privilege uh, to minister at and going to be ministering at. And so that's a great resource. When's the last time you just went on a conference with yeah. your spouse yeah. to get better? Mm -hmm. You know what Podcasts, I'm saying? Podcasts, yes. YouTube. You'll go on a trip. Sometimes you don't need to go on a trip. Go to a conference yeah. and get some tools yeah. that will help you. Another book, shout out to my homie, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Mr. Relationship Goals, Pastor <laughs> Mike Todd. That's an incredible book. Kingdom Marriage by Dr. Tony Evans is a phenomenal book. A new book that just came out, just came out. It's called Single and Secure. Shout out all the single people. Type in the chats right now. No, I'm playing. Uh, but go get this book by Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr., Vu Church in Miami. It's called Single and Secure. And then another book, these are all dear friends in ministry. Pastor Levi Lusco has a book called Swipe Right, and it's about relationships. And uh, I'm telling you, if we will watch our mouth and be committed to growing our communication, I believe in God will restore relationships and we'll see a revival yeah. in the church. You know, the church needs relationships that model the character of Jesus. Yeah. Amen? Amen. We're going to pray. Babe, I want you to pray. And that's how we're going to close this out. And if you're watching this with your spouse, maybe just take your spouse by the hand and uh, y'all pray. Even if you just got into a fight. <laughs> grab their hand anyway. We're going to talk about sex in another conversation, but sometimes, even when it comes to sex and intimacy, even when you're mad, you got to do it. You got to do it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, I want you to take your spouse by the hand and uh, let's, uh, let's pray. Let's pray that uh, we'll watch our mouth and that communication will get better. Yes. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for another day to to be alive, we are grateful. Yes, uh, we posture our hearts and our thoughts and our eyes and our ears and our lives um, to receive all that you have for us today. God, you are speaking, you are healing, you are transforming, you are renewing, you're restoring yes, relationships, whether it's a mother-daughter, whether it's a father-son, uh, whether it's a marriage or whatever that looks like, I believe that you're doing a new thing because that is who you are. You are a God that makes all things new. So we just declare right now um, that you would have your way in every circumstance. Yes, we fix our eyes on you, Jesus, and we say thank you, thank you Jesus. Uh, that you are who you say that you are. We pray these things and we ask these things yes, in the name above every name, Jesus. Amen. If you're watching and, you know, you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, we've been saying that until that vertical relationship is right, it's going to so be very good. difficult to have successful horizontal relationships. So I want to give you that opportunity. Yeah. You don't have to have a big worship team just right where you are. You can surrender your life to Jesus. And I'm going to lead you in that prayer. Would you just say this prayer after me? Just say, Dear Jesus, Jesus. I cannot do life without you. I cannot do life without you. 
I need you. Forgive me of my sin. Make me brand new. From this moment forward, all that I am is yours. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved. Beginning a beautiful journey of walking with Jesus. The greatest relationship is to have relationship with him. And that's going to help every other relationship. In fact, information is coming on the screen right now. I don't know where you're watching this from, but if you're in the Dallas area, Social Dallas would love to be the church that walks alongside you. Even if you're not in the Dallas area, we got our social global fam. They do this every week. They watch online. There's a number on the screen. If you'll text life to that number, we will follow up with you and help you walk out this journey because you need the church. You need community. You need vibrant, healthy, God-honoring relationships to walk out your relationship with Jesus. So we would love to help you. And next Sunday, we will be back. Back. At Gillies. It's not social at home. Social Global Family, you have to watch online again. But if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or going to be close by, we're back at Gillies with new service times. New service times because we're family, growing. We are growing like crazy. We're so growing. we'll have 9 a.m., 11.30, and the brand new 2 p.m. service. You can come to the 2 o'clock. Those of you it. who like to sleep in and you wake up at the crack of noon, Come on to the 2 p.m. Or you can have brunch, or have brunch. Brunch, and then come. And then come to the 2. So right there at Gillies in Dallas, we'll be having our services at 9 a.m., 11.30, 2 o'clock. But until next Sunday, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, give you grace and peace now and forever. Amen. God bless you. We would like to thank you for being a part of our social global family. Please head to our website, socialdallas.online, and see the many ways you can stay connected with us from around the world.